Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! It's a Friday filled with all sorts of different rivalries to talk about. Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Caffeinated, over-caffeinated. It's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. I already had my Floco twice today. Been up early. Uh, but it's a Friday night, so you can stay up late. If you need something to do tonight, how about a little Crosstown basketball action? You got Hellgate at Sentinel tonight. 5.45 for the girls' tip, and then the boys is right afterwards. So Rajim Seabrook swung by earlier today. He and I will talk about that, plus some of the other hot tickets from around the area here in western Montana for the uh, the Saturday slate of high school hoops. There's also a college slate of hoops, including rivalry games in Bozeman, and we'll focus uh, much of this show on that. Full slate of guests for you today. Rajim Seabrook will start it off. Robert Ford III, who's an outstanding senior point guard for Montana State. He will join us at about 4.30. We'll hear from Brian Holsinger, the head coach of the Lady Grizz, as he leads Montana over there to Bozeman, a place they have not won since 2014. That's all just in hour number one. Hour number two, Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports will swing by for some laughs. We also will hear from Travis DeKear, the head coach of the University of Montana. And whatever else we can fit in, we certainly will. Why did I have so much Floco today? Well, it's a Friday. You can always stay up late on Friday nights, no matter where you're at in Montana. There's a Florence Coffee Company near you starting on Monday. We're going to be giving you away Floco, free Floco, every single day. Every single day for more than a month is what they're telling me, which is awesome. So I, I we're, we're still solidifying how long it's going to be, like how often we're going to do it. But starting Monday for the foreseeable future, We'll have free Florence Coffee Company for you. They have expanded hours there uh, at Floco, which is uh, a great thing, especially for, I, I hear from people, man, I can't drink caffeine afternoon. Well, <laughs> I drink caffeine at like 6 o'clock at night all the time. I still sleep like a baby. Maybe that's a, not a good thing. I don't know. But if you need a lift at the end of the day, Florence Coffee has huts on South Reserve and Brook Street that are now open till 8 p.m., so stop by between 4 and 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. It's buy one, get one free at either shop starting next week. That's right, buy one, get one free between 4 and 8 p.m. Monday through Friday at Florence Coffee on Brooks and their new location at South Reserve. You can also find out more information, FlorenceCoffeeCo.com. So this is coming up uh, down the pipe. But uh, every Friday here on Nuanas Now, it is a Florence Coffee Company Friday. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, Coulter Nuanas. 
You can always stream the show, 102.90ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live, and you'll find the stream. You can also always stream us on the ESPN MT app. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call or text anytime. Well, we got a jam-packed show, so I didn't want Rajim to have to spend too much time with us. But I wanted to spend a little time because we love having him down here and uh, love rapping with him on Fridays. We got a whole bunch of great guests coming up for you here within the show on this Friday leading up to the Rivalry Weekend over there in Bozeman. Uh, upcoming, we'll hear from Robert Ford III. He's a outstanding senior point guard for the Montana State Bobcats. We'll also hear from Brian Holsinger, the head coach of the Lady Grizz. We'll hear from Carolyn, the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. We'll hear from Travis DeCure, the head coach of the Grizz men's basketball team. We had some uh, player and coach guests from the men's rivalry on the show yesterday as well, so you can check that out uh, on the Nuance Out podcast. Rajim, our resident Giants fans, chomping at the bit because I don't think anybody could have ever predicted that right now, final eight in the NFL, there'd be two teams from the NFC North and no teams from the NFC East. So he's got some stuff to say about both the Eagles and the Cowboys and the demise of uh, two uh, at this point, easily to say uh, overhyped teams uh, in the NFL. But before we get there, i got a couple notes on the prep world of basketball. First of all, how about this? I just had to look this up because I, I was uh, unaware of where this even was. Nashua, Montana. Do you know where that's at? Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm looking this up. Nashua, Montana is in the upper right-hand corner, and uh, – I'm I'm trying to figure out if it's on um one of the one of the Indian reservations up there, but they have a high school there in Nashua. And I thought I had heard of all the high schools in Montana. I've never heard of Nashua High School. They're the Porcupines. So I'm gonna do some more research that's on That's a first for right? me that's as, far what I'm as, as far as mascots. So, that's so super cool. Why are we talking about Nashua? Okay. Why are we? Nashua last night played Frazier. Yes, I know where that is. Frazier, I do. I've heard I know of Frazier High is. School. We know about Frazier. Nashua's Grady Nielsen, a state high, 48 points last night. You're talking 48 points in a 32-minute game. I don't care what level it's at. That is crazy, man. You're nice. That is, you are nice. You're finishing <laughs> a lot and wanna, getting fouled a lot. I want to see the, the field goal sheet. Like, why? how many threes did you have? How many twos did you have? Because you got to, I mean, a 32-minute game. You got to hit so many shots and make so many free throws to get the 48 points. That's awesome. Congratulations, Grady Nielsen, uh, in a 98 to 58 runaway for Nashua. That's re- ridiculous. Also, considering there's a shot clock. Right. So he was probably also fouled heavily in this game because uh, the stopping of the clock and then nailing of, uh, of, of, of free throws are huge um, in that. There's just, there's got to be some sort of, uh, I used this word a few minutes ago, rubric to kind of figure all that out. That's an amazing output, again, regardless of uh, level. I like that. It's a good so story. It looks like this is right by the Fort Peck Dam. I'm not sure if it's on the oh boy. Fort Peck reservation or not, but either way, uh, cool. I just thought that was uh, worth mentioning. He dropped 48 in a high school game. Uh, pretty darn impressive. The other high scorer from the Thursday night action uh, was Sam Stewart of Manhattan, who would have had mm-hmm. the uh, the highest, certainly, uh, total if it wasn't for the 48. 30, 31 is a great uh, af- uh, evening, and Manhattan beat Manhattan Christian 67-57, one of the Class B games uh, of the evening. We got Crosstown tonight here in Missoula. You know it, man. Oh, Let's Hellgate, go. little Hellgate Sentinel, so... Uh, should be interesting on both sides. The Hellgate girls have been so good recently, and I think they're still good, but they have a lot of, of new faces. Chloe Larson is sort of the stalwart there. She's a senior now. She's one of the best guards in the in the, uh, in the the state. On the Sentinel side, uh, sort of interesting to see how it's all evolved because Sentinel was so good on girls forever and ever and ever, and uh, now it's just a, a new identity with Tyler Hobbs as the, yeah. the head coach. Hobbs is a good buddy of ours, but... Um, it's always tough replacing a legend like Kerry Dean. I mean, Kerry Dean was there for 22 seasons and won multiple state titles. So that's an interesting fold. And then on the, the boys' side, Hellgate boys, they lose a bunch, including Connor Dick, who was the, one of the top players in the state. He's playing for the Grizz now. But they look locked and loaded again. They're a top-five team. Easton Stant is playing outstanding. Ridiculous. And then on the, the Sentinel boys' side, they've been all sorts of banged up. Riley Allen's still coming back from a shoulder injury that it was sort of a stemming from football. It's so hard to say about Sentinel boys at all because they have a new coach as well. And um, 
they've been so banged up, it's hard to really evaluate where we're at. But Crosstown's always a fun time anytime you can get any of the Missoula high schools together. So what do you think of these games? Well, first of all, the the the, the game's going to be exciting because any I don't care who you are, where you're from, what your records are, undefeated, losing record, you always play your Crosstown, inner city, interstate rival to a much different degree. For like, sure. This is this is for bragging rights. I'm going to see you at the mall. I'm going to see you down at Verizon. I'm going to see you somewhere. And when I see you, I'm going to let you know I won regardless of everything else going on in the season. That's right. And 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 for that, it gives you reason to, to, to ball out, so to say. Um, just to note on some of the things that you're saying, uh, Hellgate Boys continues to be a factory. It's just, it's just. But that's what happens when you have a great program. You right? have a great program. I mean, they've, they've had the same continuity because they had Eric Hayes and now Jeff Hayes' son. They've had the same coach or same coaching style for, I mean, my life basically for like 30 years, which is pretty impressive. And with the, you know, with with I don't want to say with the advent of 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 open enrollment. Kids now can see that style of play and then say that's the t- that's the type of a school or program that I want to play for, and then you you're just getting bombarded with the same type of athlete. Um, you know, skill levels are going to vary over the years, but you're going to get that same type of athlete because they believe in the system, they want to be part of that system, and then they they conform to that uh, to, to some degree. Uh, the flip side to that is that the program that used to be Karen Deedon and all of those uh, Spartans wearing that royal purple and gold. Times are changing. Like you said, things are in transition right now. Hobbs is a very good coach. He's a very good leader of young people in general. And right now, they're just trying to find their identity. I think that's really uh, often left to the wayside culture that people don't understand. When there's a big power shift, like someone monolithic, uh, like a Karen Deedon comes in, you got to find an identity. And right now, uh, Sentinel and that, and that girls program is in full full transition. Other uh, action here in Missoula on Saturday. Uh, if you're not watching the rivalry games or you want a break or you just want to go check out some high school hoops over there at the uh, the rack, the Sister Rita Athletic Center, uh, they will have uh, a little rivalry action. Missoula Loyola versus Florence. And this will be uh, an interesting one as well. The Loyola boys, like Pat Riley always says, the only thing harder in the world of basketball than winning a championship is repeating as champion. Loyola raced to the championship last year. Now they got the target on their backs, but they return everybody from that Dynamite team. They are rolling people, man. They they won in Deer Lodge by 60 earlier this week. So uh, certainly Florence might be in for a buzzsaw, but I mean, Loyola, their boys are just so impressive. Man. To be the defending champs and still have this level of motivation. I mean, 99-45 against Eureka. 84-54 versus R. Lee. 88-26 against Deer Lodge. They're just killing people. Oh, it's it's crazy. I coached many of those young kids when they were down the block at St. Joe's in middle school, and you could could see a lot of the talent. And now they've just, you know, uh, come together and just formed like Voltron. It's ridiculous. Like, they're just uh, a a juggernaut in the making. I think the biggest thing is understanding what it takes to maintain this type of momentum and not leading up to the crowds and, 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 you know, the, the community's expectations, but continue to play your game, whether that produces 88 points or 38 points. Like, just stay your course. Because sometimes this type of victory, this type of attention can be a big distractor. And then when you get punched in the face, you forget how to punch back. And I just hope that the Rams can, you know, just keep keep your volition, boys, and coaches alike. Because this is the type of season you never want to let slip away just because you are unfocused due to something else. But the Rams are running uh, like the, 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 uh, the Rams of old, including the, the Stack brothers who are firmly planted and entrenched in that program, uh, socially culturally and genetically so uh yeah it's good to, it's good to see that happening here in the city well you have to wonder too because loyola's been uh they they were so good in in boys basketball forever and then they were yes. just just fine uh but sort of a return to the past right there is several young men that are playing for loyola right now there's fathers played for loyola they brought scott anderson back yeah. oh yeah as the head coach oh, yeah. and he's doing a great job what a cool story that is i mean he was a guy that got so close to state championships so many times, but they seemed like they would always lose in the semis mm-hmm. and then play in the third place game. Then he retired, and then he had his cancer scare, and now he's back at it. And but now he's coaching the sons of some of his former players, and you just wonder. We all have like that monkey on their back, like the Brooklyn Dodgers, right? And then they 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 come through and they break through last year, and now it's like, well, maybe the floodgates are open. 
because so much of that team last year was only sophomores and juniors. They could have a chance to run this thing for a couple years now. Well, you know, it's you know, it's the scary part of that. Like the early part of that, right? Is how young they are and just talented. Yeah, for sure. Now, what happens when the brain catches up with the body? Yes, the knowledge catches up with the ability, and then that turns translates into skill, uh, matching hard work and talent. That's scary. You could be looking at your future, you know, Class B championships for the next two years. And the Breakers, uh, the girls' side, are gonna are, are uh, playing really well right now as well. They've Absolutely, they won five in a row. They're eight and two. They played a stack schedule early. They didn't actually play a Class B team for the first six games. They played Polson, Columbia Falls, or A. Then they played Valley Christian, who's C. Then they played Miles City and Haver. Haver the the Haver uh, has won four out of the last five Class A state championships. Then they played Darby, who's Class C, and then they've been into their Class B schedule as of late. And they've won five in a row. So. Loyola girls uh, certainly to be reckoned with. That's a doubleheader at uh, Loyola on Saturday. So there's a little prep hot ticket for you mm, for mm, the uh, mm. the weekend. Rajim Seabrook joining me. Hey, Coulter Nuanas here uh, in uh, studio. Record a little early here on this Friday. We're drinking some coffee, Florence Coffee Company Friday. Just do it a little early because we got so many interviews to get to, and we recorded them earlier this week because uh, the rivalries on Saturday for uh, Montana Montana State. They're in uh, Bozeman. Well, let's talk some NFL real quick. Oh, yes, sir. Um, I thought it was funny. The, the national narrative coming out of last weekend was, besides the, the Lions-Rams game, that all the games were stinkers because they were blowouts. Well, I don't think it's like necessarily a stinker to watch when the, the teams that are big-time favorites are getting blown out, right? Like If it's not a non-competitive game, but it's the Packers running rough shot over the Cowboys, I'm locked in the whole time. Every second. <laughs> You know what I mean? Every or second. Or like Monday Night Football. Now I'm competitive. The Bucks rolled the Eagles 32-9. to But I was so compelled by it because you're sitting here thinking, you're like, what, what has happened? What is going on? It's wild to watch. Dallas, we'll get to that in a minute. It's the same problem as always. They're so, I mean, they're just overblown and over, you know, bloviated and all that. Next. Stuff. Eagles, though, what, what, what the heck is happening? Buddy, let's talk about that. You know, most of our communication is nonverbal. Right, period. Like, And often, sometimes our words don't match what our bodies are doing and vice versa. When I watch the Eagles and you watch the sidelines, you watch the body English on the players, the coaches, post-game, general managers, something happened in that organization. Yes. Something, something, something. I mean, they fired, they fired, there's, the first piece of smoke was when they fired their defensive coordinator when they were like 8-1. and one. Yes. And then they promoted Matt Patricia, who's been nothing but trash. Trash. Since he left the Bill Belichick nest, which seems to be more common than not. When the assistants leave the great one, they just aren't good. Yeah, that family, that coaching tree has a lot of dead limbs on it. That's exactly right. Time to prune it. But you had to think, okay, well, you make this change, and then you don't get better. You, in fact, get way worse. Worse. Defensively. Worse. What's going on? I don't know, man. It's it's something internally has, has... has caused something to become toxic in that environment. And um, as, as much as I love the Giants and dislike the Eagles, like I actually feel sorry for a team that is so talented and is skilled and has been well coached up to this point and well executed on the field when you know that something outside of the X's and the O's is affecting the team. And then that, that takes away from the integrity of the game. That takes away from good rivalries. That takes away from actually disliking a team and being like, why do 53 men on a, on a on a professional level look sad? Like someone, you know, peed in their Cheerios or something. And it's just, it's a really interesting um, thing to observe and assess as a fan and as a nemesis to this team. Much different than the, the frame of reference, um, you know, for the team out there in Dallas, Texas, which we'll get to in a second. But something's wrong with Philly, man. What's your assessment? I, I think that's right. I mean, you're right. The nonverbal stuff. Also, here's the deal. In in college, first of all, we're watching Division One college football. There's 125 teams at each level, so yes. the best and the worst are so far away from each other. In the NFL is only 32 teams, so you're talking best of the best, right? Like people in college always talk about top 25 matchups. Every matchup in the NFL is a top 25 matchup. There's only 32 teams, so you got elite athletes. The the other thing is that to play in the NFL, especially defensively, you have to have such a commitment to the violence that you need to perform with on a daily basis. Therefore, then, when you are just reluctant and or refusing to tackle, that does not happen in NFL games. Like you see in college games when it's a blowout, kids tap out, but they're kids, 
right? And they're getting beat by somebody that's, you know, eons better than them. And, and they want to, just want to go home. And, you know, you see it when it's, you know, a 48 to 7 or whatever. We made our school there 1.5 million. Can we please go home now? Why? In, in the NFL, you never see that. You never no. see NFL because the pride in the performance is so big. And when you saw the Eagles roll, being fundamentally unsound and also having little to no desire to tackle. That's a crazy thing, man. That's like almost a completely unique thing that you were watching. Yeah, it was it was weird. It's like a mutiny was happening or something. Or 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 someone was trying to get paid to like cuz just the it wasn't the inability. These guys are built like, you know, gods. It was the unwillingness That's right. to do that. And it just, it was, it was, it was perplexing and again, just sad to assess and now to, you know, observe and, 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 and to speak to it and about it. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. It was, uh, I, I don't know. When they played my Giants, that's a game they shouldn't have lost. For sure. Um, that cost them, you know, some, some, some players, uh, as far as injuries and them being able to be at their, you know, highest uh, ability following week in the playoffs. And I just don't know, man. Philly's Philly's a, a dumpster fire. They're kind of like the Cincinnati Bengals of the NFC East. Like, there's just something wrong fundamentally uh, with the organization and now the players. Well, fair or foul, right? Jim Seabrook here in on Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Uh, fair or foul, the uh, Cowboys bringing back Mike McCarthy. Were you surprised by this? A little bit. Shocked by it for me. I, yes and no. Yes and no. Because there's still a point where some of the onus and the accountability isn't on the coach because he's not out there catching the ball, blocking, defending, sure. so on and so forth. Sure. But the consistent stagnation of this team right. is mind-boggling. So sometimes you have to start with you know the point. And he's the point man for this team as the head coach. So... Um, I'm 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 glad because that just gives my me and my Giants uh, army another year of just ineptitude from this gentleman within his country rake. So um, yeah, surprised but not shocked. Fair or foul? The Baltimore Ravens being ten point favorites against the Houston Texans, particularly given uh, at least the perception that Lamar Jackson struggles in the playoffs. Foul. I don't think uh, I don't think Houston is Houston right now is 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 lightning in a bottle. They are just on fire. Baltimore presents a much different uh, situation than Cleveland does or did last week. And uh, I think Lamar Jackson, this is this is the year that he has to ascend or he He just has to be quiet. And I think that it's it's put up or shut up. There's a lot riding on this going forward for him personally and professionally. And I think that he gets over the hump this year. And I think uh, I think it's foul to say that. Uh, I think. It, oh, I, oh God, I can I can go either which way. I'm not sure which my pen's on. I'm gonna stay right in the middle. Call me Switzerland. Um, <laughs> mm, mm, See, here, here, here's the thing though. Uh, I think that we forget because Lamar Jackson has been in the forefront of the NFL conversation for so, so long. For so long. Yes, agreed, agreed. And he was in the forefront because of his contract negotiations this last year. And now this year, uh, this season, he's probably going to be the NFL MVP. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been great progress. But we forget he hasn't played in a playoff game in almost three years. When they play, It'll be his first playoff. This is from CBS Sports. His first playoff game in almost 1,100 days. That's actually a long time when you're considering the young man's only 26 years old. You grow up a lot between the ages of 23 and 26, both personally and hopefully from a football perspective. Right now, Lamar Jackson, 1-3 all-time in the playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think Baltimore, here's where I'm at in terms of the actual point spread. I think Baltimore absolutely should be favored at home. They have the best record in the AFC. They earned that. They earned home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Texans are red hot, though. I would, I, I think this spread should be more like six and a half, not nine and a half, because like a touchdown, that's about right. I mean, I think that the Ravens brought a touchdown better, especially being at home than the Texans. But the Texans are really, really good right now. They play great down the stretch. Okay, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. I just, I just think the moment might be a little larger than this young team can handle right now. And. Baltimore, I, I, I just I think this is Baltimore's year. I think it's his year to to show and prove and to earn that MVP due to play and breaking through some barriers that he's kind of put in front of himself due to poor play choices and injury. 
Fair or foul, if the Green Bay Packers can go to San Francisco and win, we need to start having a conversation as Jordan Love is a top 10 quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's fair, right? Dude, he's a top 10 quarterback right now. I, I, I he's mean, a, and, and, and here's why, because I already know there's eye rolls. I can hear him going across the great state but, of Montana I mean, and whoever's listening. He's a top 10 quarterback right now because he's in the playoffs. I constitute the top 10 players at their positions as the ones who are still playing. I don't care if you put up 7,000 yards, throw for 44 touchdowns like 13-year-old kids do on Madden. If you're sitting at home watching the playoffs, you ain't top 10 anything. You're, sit, you're top 10 sitting on your couch. You got the top 10 best popcorn in the, in the country sitting in your lap. You got the top 10 most comfortable pair of slippers on. You can't be top 10 if you're not playing. I mean, guys that have been around a little bit longer than, than um, Jordan Love that people consider sort of in that top 10 that aren't – I mean – Patrick Mahomes, unquestionably. Lamar Jackson, unquestionably, although he does have some playoff stuff to prove. But Josh Allen, unquestionably. He's won multiple playoff games. So is, I mean, Patrick Mahomes won 11 playoff games already at this point. But guys, the guys that I think that you could bump out just because of what the argument you're making are guys like Trevor Lawrence. Like Trevor Lawrence, never been, he's been in the playoffs once. He's 0-1 in the playoffs. Justin Herbert been in the playoffs once. He's 0-1 in the playoffs. Jordan Love has been in the playoffs once, and he's 1-0 in the playoffs. So it gets you some place, especially when you're winning – in Dallas against the number two team in the NFC, uh, I, it's uh, and if they go beat the 49ers, so I think I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. If they go beat the 49ers in San Francisco, I mean that's a that's a massive win, especially considering they are the youngest roster in the National Football League. The Green Bay Packers are. It's doable. It's do you know it's what definitely I, doable. You know what I like about young teams, uh, regardless of sport. Sometimes you're young and dumb enough to not know any better. You just show up and play your game, and then that's when things, that's when the magic happens. It's baptism by fire. Um, I like Jordan Love. I love watching him not only just beat but whoop the Cowboys last week. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest, it was fun watching Dak implode because it just shows to me his lack of leadership. He kind of reminds me of Malcolm McDowell. Or not Malcolm McDowell, Clifton McDowell a little bit. Former Grizz quarterback. Yeah. When things are rolling, you look great. And you're up there standing, you know, ready to, you know, head up to the podium and be the man. And then when it's not, all of a sudden, fingers is pointing across the field like it's someone else's fault. CD Lamb didn't throw them picks. Totally. Dak's also now two and five in the playoffs. So See ya. At some point, the the narrative that Lamar Jackson's been burdened with has to get, get laid upon Dak, man. Bye. Well, yeah, Dak, Dak just didn't. There's someone who can't get over his own hump for whatever reason. You have the weapons. So I, I, wonder, I wonder this. I, sometimes I actually feel bad for Dak Prescott. Why? Because I think Dak Prescott's been put in a position that he never could handle. There was never a chance that he was going to. I have never thought for one second Dak Prescott's good. The reason people think he's good is because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He's overexposed. They give him endless weapons. Everybody can look pretty good when you're playing regular season games. You can throw the ball to CeeDee Lamb. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like. So I, I just think that Dak is as if if Dak would have been in pretty much any other place, if he just would have been playing for the New Orleans Saints or the Carolina Panthers, nobody would think he was good because they wouldn't even know who he was. They would just think he was average, which is exactly what he is. Hey man, it, it, the tail of the tape proves it. He's good during the season. He's good, very serviceable. He's above average, but when it comes to playoffs, much like this conversation in the past, about to be. No, it's not. It's been Radio Rod J.P.C. Brook kicking with us here uh, on your radio dial and on SWX by Tad Television. All right, two more. Bucks at Lions for the early game on Sunday. Fair or foul, Baker Mayfield has finally, at long last, found his perfect fit. I think so. I like. I, I think that's fair. I think I think there's something about um, Baker Mayfield has this... this uh, um, Je ne sais quoi. He has this certain like uh, amount of magique about him, and I think that um, right now he's tapped into his own cauldron and and is pulling things literally out of his ear. Um, and the Buccaneers are responding. Um, I, I I I think there's something. Every year there's like this little magical team in the playoff run, you know, or the you know, March Madness or the finals, and. For me right now, Baker Mayfield and the, the you know the bad news Buccaneers are 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 a little bit of a burgeoning darling. Like there's there's some good guys on there. There's not a bunch of superstars. They they don't have a big media market. They're not as promoted, but they're here and they're winning. It's never really pretty. 
Yeah. But they're here. And I like that about them. Baker Mayfield is in your face. He talks a lot of smack. Oh, he's great. I just think that you have to be on a team that has like a, an edge and a defensive-minded coach and a defensive-minded style. Mm-hmm. The Bucks are nasty on defense. Todd Bowles is one of the great defensive oh, head coaches absolutely. in the in the NFL. And I think that that's good because then then when Baker can ball out like he did on Monday Night Football, that's oh just gosh. an added bonus. But you don't need him to throw for 340 and three touchdowns. You, don't. you just need him to just get you some first downs, convert third downs. Keep the clock you know, ticking. Rush for one and signal the first down and get everybody fired. That's all you Let's need. Let's go. All right, last one. I don't even know if I have a fair or foul. I just want to discuss this point. I like this. Chiefs and Bills is the game of the weekend. When the Chiefs and the Bills played in the playoffs a couple years ago, it was an all-time classic game. It was in Arrowhead, and Josh Allen came up just short. Patrick Mahomes get the bragging rights. But now it's in Buffalo, and it's Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game of his career. I think these two guys are the two best quarterbacks in the AFC and arguably two of the best quarterbacks. I mean, maybe the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think, though, that this is a legacy-defining game for both of these guys. If Josh Allen could somehow, and I know it's not just about the two quarterbacks, but they're going to play huge roles in this. If Josh Allen could somehow get his team over the top, you have a new feather in your cap. If Patrick Mahomes can get a road win in snowy, cold Buffalo, you're accentuating what's already an all-time great resume. What do you think of what's on the line between these two quarterbacks and these teams? Uh, What's on the line is the future narrative. Outside of being able to advance. For Josh Allen, he's he's got to be able to put put it together and string it together at home and prove that he can lead this team somewhere past where it's been. He is a very talented, sometimes inconsistent, up and down kind of guy. We spoke about him last week when I said sometimes the Bills remind me of, of myself when they take their riddle in, they're focused, they're locked, they're loaded. When they're not, they're all over and they're as erratic as I was in middle school. And that's Josh Allen at times. When he's on, he is on. And I would say he's possibly the third best quarterback in the, in, in the NFL right now, somewhere between two and three. I think that he just he needs to take this game seriously and not not make some of the just kind of head-scratching mistakes that he has made in in big games. The reverse narrative, the opposite narrative, is for Patrick Mahomes. For the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career, he has done more with less around him. And if he can continue to do what he has been able to do with with less than, I would say, serviceable pieces, especially within the receiving core, that he cements his narrative going forward to saying this guy has had talent. Now he's carrying the team in a different type of way. What I worry about is Andy Reid, a.k.a. the walrus, cuckoo kachoo. <laughs> on his mustache on Saturday night. Son. So awesome. Son. Like the, the, the level it. of icicles coming out of his mustache. Did he not look like like some CGI'd walrus in some <laughs> like Discovery Channel I don't know. He's he was great. It was great. I, I wish I wish I had computer savvy to create a new image. Um, anyway, the Chiefs have a, a little bit of an uphill battle. They're playing in a very hostile environment. I think they're outgunned across the board um, at, at several key positions. And if the Bills can stay focused and maintain their riddling levels, I'm not sure Kansas City comes out of this one. It's going to be fascinating. Yes, sir. Miles Down, ESPN Radio, Ryan GMC, Brooke kicking it with us around the wide world of sports as we do each Friday. Mm-hmm. Coming up, Robert Ford III. He's one of the most high-energy players in the Big Sky Conference, and he's the lone soldier that stayed there at Montana State. It's like the Will Smith Fresh Prince meme when he's looking around and there's nobody left in the house, right? Well, Robert Ford's like, where'd everybody go? My whole team transfer. Robert Ford State, he's got the Bobcats off to a 3-1 and start. Uh, in Big Sky Conference play, they host Montana on Saturday evening. The outstanding uh, senior point guard for MSU will join us here on Nuanas Now next. Thanks for swinging by, dude. Good seeing you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love you, brother. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I had lunch with a really old friend today, and she was asking me, What's your favorite part about living in Missoula? We grew up in Missoula together. She doesn't live here anymore. And uh, I said, definitely, definitely the live music. And she said, oh, what was some of the best shows you saw? And I was like, well, pretty much all of them. (laughs) But I was thinking about Tedeschi Trucks, which was such a great uh, show uh, two summers ago. So hopefully they they meander their way back here to the Garden City this upcoming summer. Hint, hint, log jam. Get some more Tedeschi Trucks on the logs. It was Dow ESPN Radio. SWX by Ted Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Although uh, we have a rivalry game and Bo- a doubleheader in Bozeman on Saturday, that means the Grizz and the Lady Grizz and the Cats and, and Montana State's women's basketball team, all of them didn't play last night during the normal Thursday-Saturday Big Sky Conference scheduling, which means they play on Monday night, including a great one here uh, in Missoula. Montana versus Weber State, and it's a whiteout, a rivalry game, and a battle of two of the top teams in the Big Sky. Montana's won nine of its last 11 games, and they're averaging 84 points per game during that stretch. Montana versus Weber State is Monday night, 7 p.m. Don't forget to wear white gear tickets in advance at gogrizz.com backslash tickets. Before we get to that one, though, by the way, Weber is uh, reeling a little bit. Lost last night at home. That snapped an eight-game winning streak for the uh, Wildcats, maybe we'll get to a little bit of thoughts on that game in hour number two because I know Andrew watched it as well. But uh, Weber has now lost three in a row. They stopped the Grizz and the Cats in the opening weekend of Big Sky play, but then they got swept on the road, Portland State and Sac State last weekend, and lose last night to Eastern Washington at home. So Weber definitely reeling a little bit, but should be a great one on Monday here in Missoula against Montana Weber State. But before we get there, we got to start here with the rivalry game tomorrow in Bozeman. Montana State's off to a 3-1 start in league play. A huge part has been the play of senior point guard Robert Ford III. Got up with him earlier this week. Hoops coverage continues, and now we're in a rivalry week. Montana State hosts Montana on Saturday night. Rick Frieden filled house, part of a doubleheader there in Bozeman. We're joined now by one of the familiar faces on uh, an otherwise kind of brand-new Montana State team. It's Robert Ford III joining us here on Nuana's Now. Robert, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. First of all, just tell us about that dynamic. Uh, Danny Sprinkle leaves in the offseason. I know a beloved coach, and you guys won a lot of games under him, and then a whole bunch of the rest of the team leaves. But uh, you decided to stay. So take us through the decision, and also what's it been like just sort of acclimating to all the new faces, all your new teammates? Uh, you know, going through the you know, process was tough. You know, we didn't know who, who was going to coach, who was going to be here, who, uh, you know, what to think, really. All of us have the team. Uh, you know, in that aspect, I thought it was best for me to, you know, put my name, you know, out there to see what my options were because I didn't know what was going on. Um, uh, and, you know, going through the process, um, this place has, you know, felt like home. You know, Montana, Montana State is, you know, runs in my blood. So being able to come back and, um, you know, Logie allowing me to come back and, you know, telling me that he wants me to be here and he believes in me was, you know, a really good thing. They made it feel like, you know, family here. So that was, you know, that the biggest thing on that part of it. Um, and what was it? What was the other question you asked again? I mean, just just sort of uh, coming together with, with this new group of guys. It seems like you guys have meshed pretty quickly. It seems like you guys are playing pretty well together, even though you only have, you know, 14, 15 games under your belt so far. And I, yeah, and you know, talking about that, I think that comes from us as a team outside, you know, being on the court, being able to hang out, be around each other, have fun and enjoy each other. Uh, really built like a brotherhood. So once we come on the court, we understand, you know, it's business. And, you know, we joke around here and there, but we understand that, you know, it's it's a business. And, we you know, we're here to, you know, do a job. Um, but also at the same time, like, have fun and uh, do all the things that, you know, we want to do as a team. Tell us about last weekend. I thought you had a great weekend, especially yourself individually, but also as a team. 
And that was a big win over Northern Colorado on Saturday night. So how are you guys able to get that thing done? And what did you think of just the performance overall last weekend? Uh, I think we played really well. Um, you know, shot it really well. We defended really well. Um, those are, you know, two good teams. We were able to, I feel like, uh, what helped us that weekend was defense. Uh, we harped after, you know, going and playing in the summit, we harped on defense and we really, uh, our coaches really cracked down on that and, you know, installing that in our brains. And I feel like, you know, that was one thing that got our offensive side of going. We played, um, as you can see, we played in transition faster. We played, you know, very well with one another and giving that up and, you know, understanding that, okay, we trust each other. And doing that, you know, it helped us, you know, put a lot of points up, but also helped us defend and, you know, be a good all-around team. Robert, for the third joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. One, one part about your game that it seems like has really uh, involved and improved is the rebounding part. So t- tell me about that. I mean, you're, you're getting all kinds of boards, which is, uh, I, I'm sure, a huge boost to your team, especially from the point guard spot. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, growing up, I've always done that. Um, and being able to, you know, get back to that this year and help, you know, help my team any way I can is, is really where my mind is at. So, you know, every night going out, I just, you know, try to help in any, you know, aspect I can. It seems like you guys like to get up and down and play fast pace. So when you're the one that gets the rebound, how much does that help you, especially with like the extended transitions, the extended fast break stuff you guys do? Uh, I feel like once I get it, you know, similar to some of the, you know, pros you see, you once you get off the rebound, you can just push right away. And that helps our team, uh, you know, get in transition, help them get to their spots to, you know, be ready to shoot when, you know, early the ball up. Um, and, you know, help also helps to when I push, and I get in that paint to look and be able to hit people because of how much defense I'm, you know, drawing. Let's talk about the rivalry then. Well, when you first uh, turn the page, what, what do you think? I mean, what, what comes to your mind first and foremost when you think about the Grizz coming to town? Uh, I mean, you know, we after, you know, being here for a year, I understand how big the game is um, for the community and you know, also – us as a program and, you know, coming into it, uh, they're a really good team. So coming out and understanding that it's going to be a good environment, um, it's going to be a, got a lot of good basketball. But I think the one thing we harped on so far was it's going to be really physical and understanding that, and, you know, they may not get any calls in, you know, in a period of time and not to get upset or angry with the rest, but just to play. Well, the point guard matchup should be a fun one. You've been around the league for a long time. Brandon Whitney's been around the league for a long time as well. So just break that part down for us. Uh, yeah, he's a really good player. Um, he's playing really well this year. Um, I think, it, you know, it'll be a really good meeting. Um, and, you know, they have a good, lot of good guys around him. So, I mean, I think they're, you know, a really good team. And coming in, we're just going to harp on, you know, our scout and things that, you know, our coach believes, you know, and we believe that will help us win. I know it's only Tuesday as we talk here, but uh, any initial thoughts just on the tendencies or, or what you've seen out of Montana so far? Uh, just, you know, looking in, like, like we've been saying, they've been shooting it really well. A lot of the players are playing really good. Um, they're a really good team. So uh, coming into it, you know, you're just going to, you know, do our, you know, what we're, our principles are, and we're going to, you know, go out and execute our, you know, our plan. Well, it's uh, it's there's gonna be so much hype leading into it. It's gonna be one of the biggest crowds of the year. You know, there's all that stuff, and it's obviously the rivalry game. But it's also, I mean, you're gonna get another shot at these guys. It's a one one in you know whatever mm-hmm. twenty big sky games. So how do you sort of balance those? Sort of the importance of it, but also realizing you know it kind of is just a, one in a, a string of many big sky conference games. Yeah, like you know we understand that you know it's just one of you know many, um, but I think as a team we take each game to say you know one at a time. And understanding that, all right, we got to, you know, get through this game and play and, um, you know, be us. And at the end of, you know, that that's that score, okay, you know, we'll go from there. But I think we take each game and we don't take it for granted. We play knowing that, you know, this is something on the line. He's for Montana State then with the Grizz coming to town? He's uh, for you guys on Saturday night? Uh, just, you know, being being tough, playing hard. Um, and, you know, coming into it with, with the, you know, focus mindset. Like I said, they're a really good team, and, you know, props to them. But, you know, we have to come in, too, and, you know, be really gritty and, you know, fight, fight to, you know, have a good night. Robert for the third here on ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for joining us, man, and best of luck on Saturday night. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Who wants now, ESPN Radio? Talk some Lady Grizz right after this. Brian Holsinger up next. Keep it right here, 102.9 ESPN Missoula.
How important is that? Oh, it's gigantic. I'm like, I wish I had her longer. I mean, for, to have, you know, Macy Hewer too, has come in and given, given a scoring punch every game. I mean, she's scoring nine to 12 points every game. That's a big deal off the bench. And then for Gina to, you, you know, you have Mac, who obviously had an exceptional game the other night. But, you know, anytime somebody's not playing well, you have another person to go in that you can rely on. That's, as a coach, it's a huge luxury. What would it mean to, to break through and get a win in Bozeman? It's, been a yeah, while. It's, it's always good. Are you kidding? Uh, it's just we want to win. There's no question. They want to win. They don't want to. They don't want us to win. And so, yeah. I mean, I, the history of it. You know, obviously, I've been here for two years, and so it's been two two games over there that that have been tough for us. We haven't. You know, the first year, I found out real fast how how much the the past did mattered, and then last year they they kind of took it to us. We kind of scored at the end there to make it close, but. But it's a mental thing for us in our program. We have a lot of new kids that I don't even think really know, to be honest. And so do they. And so it's kind of a different feel now than it was the last two years. With all the new faces for Montana State, do you notice anything they're doing differently offensively or defensively, or is it similar stuff? Very similar in a lot of ways. Um, not a lot of change. Uh, obviously, you know, they they have the pick-and-pop kids that can shoot to three, you know, kind of kind of Carmen-ish, very similar. Uh, they got a bunch of young kids who – are aggressive and young and you know we have some young kids who i feel the same thing it's like macy's very talented adrian is very talented and they're they're coming along but freshmen are freshmen and so you're, you're dealing with some experience obviously madison madison it's not jackson anymore but madison hall yeah she she's a very experienced kid they got late and that's been a huge plus for them because she has some experience experience matters in these types of situations and so they you know lamardo he she can really shoot the three you got to guard him there's 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 not a lot different They've thrown in a little bit more zone than they have in the past, which is, you know, that, that's something we'll have to be prepared for. Any particular keys or any, I mean, what are the keys, I guess, for you guys in Bozeman? Yeah, for us just to play right. Um, you know, it's, it, when we play right, you have a game like we did against NAU, and when we're playing, focusing in the right ways. And then when you don't, you have a second half like you played against Northern Colorado. Uh, there will obviously, the motivation will be there against these guys just because it's a rival. Um, but, but yeah, I think just doing what we do, more or less, uh, shoot the three, be aggressive, space the floor, um, and and take what the defense gives you, more or less. Don't overthink it. Sometimes when we overthink, that that becomes a problem because we are a free-flowing, let-it-fly kind of offense, and that's fun as long as you're doing those things. They are fun. It really is free-flowing, let-it-fly. Should be an interesting matchup because the Cats uh, have certainly been searching for an identity offensively, but they've been good defensively. They've been getting these slugfests. Like the opening weekend of conference play, the Cats gave up less than 100 points combined to Idaho State and Weber State. And uh, then last week, even though they got swept, they were still in the 50s both games. And if you hold I mean, I guess that's not true, actually. They were in the 50s against Northern Colorado, and uh, I misremembered. And then against NAU, uh, they gave up 80. But uh, still, Montana State's been pretty good defensively. So it should be a, a contrasting styles type of matchup. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports. She's got a spicy, hot prop bet for you. She's also got all sorts of hilarious takes. Plus, we'll hear from Travis DeCure, the head coach of the Grizzlies basketball team. That's next. Keep it right here. You want us now? ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 